I find the mitzvah of shofar to be one of the most difficult mitzvahs. It sounds a bit strange because mechanically the mitzvah doesn't demand much exertion. It's just listening. Mitzvah shmiya, l'shma kol shofar. Isn't even halacha of shmiya according to some. Pasha says no shmiya because it's only by text. Famous question of the kapos tamarim. But there's so many images associated with the kol shofar. And the type of imaginative energy and mental exertion that I feel I have to bring to close my eyes, focus on that very faint sound, which isn't have, doesn't have any physical anchor. I'm not holding a lulav and esrog. I'm not chewing on my matzah. I'm not sitting encompassed by a sukkah. It's an abstract sound, and my mind wanders, and I want to try to listen to the entire shear while, while inserting and streaming so many ideas and thoughts into the kol shofar. I find myself literally exhausted after the mitzvah shofar. And I think this is why the psukim are so helpful, because the psukim love a little bit more information, textual anchors, textual reference points. In fact, as you know, Rashi, based on the Pasuk of Zichron Shura, Rashi Paskins, that the psukim are not just dirabanan as we would think, all Ashana tefillah is dirabanan, even if old tefillah is deraisa, the nisach tefillah is only dirabanan. But according to Rashi, Zichron Shura, based on Rashi and Rosh Hashanah, Rashi Alatarah, we're chayev to recite psuki malchios, psuki zechronos, psuki zechrot, and shafaros. So evidently the psukim themselves are not just typical liturgy and typical tefillah, but they're essential and they're vital to uh, amplifying and to excavating so many deep layers of meaning within the shofar. So I thought it'd be appropriate as the last year of this wonderful, wonderful again, Rabbi Shaikin, thank you so much for inviting me and for all the organizing. I'm sure you put in a Laharbas' Torah that you're responsible for. Just to read some of the psukim and to try to elaborate some of the uh, symbolism. I'm just going to close my window. I didn't get a chance to fully prepare. Excuse me for a second. I'm going to share my screen. Um, I asked Rabbi Thurgood to share some of the makaros, but I'll share the screen. Am I allowed to? Oh, can someone make me a co-host so I can share my screen? Okay. Who is, who should be able to. Um, no, that? host disabled participant screen sharing. So I'm um, not a he's, not, he's not a co-host yet, Rabbi Heiken. We can just oh, make him okay. a Yeshivat Haritzi on Ramim. Sorry. Here we go. Okay. Good. I'm going to try one more time. Oh, you can do it now, yeah. Yes, okay. So the Psukim of Malchios are introduced by a section that we'll talk about a bit later. I've color-coded them into five basic topics. You could regroup the Temp Sukkim and Malchios into five different topics. The first, not all the categories have multiple Psukim, some only have one Pasuk. So the first category has that one Pasuk, the Pasuk in yellow, Hashem Yimloch Leolam Vayad. It's the most unadorned, basic Pasuk of Malchus Hashem. There's nothing more, as we say in Eretz so this is Malchus Hashem Neto. Nothing more, nothing added, no qualifiers. And when was this Pasuk said? Pasuk was recited, Alayam, Kriyas Yamsuf. And there's a beautiful medrash. Medrash basically has Moshe Rabbeinu. It's a medrash named Sikta Drif Kahana. Moshe Rabbeinu turns out Kodesh Baruch and says, all the time, why do you love them so much? There's so many other umas olam that you can pay attention to and issue mitzvahs to, and all day long you're fixated upon Am Yisrael. The Kodesh Baruch basically tells Moshe, being that they were the first nation to be Mechabal Malchus Shemayim, at the Yam, this was the first time that a human community was Makabal Malchus Hashem. I'll never lose my love for them. And therefore, Hashem Yimlach Leolam Vod is an iconic moment when Am Yisrael 
was Mekabel Malchus Shemayim. The Avos, of course, were Mekabel Malchus Shemayim. They were Mamlech HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They were individuals, heads of families, leaders of clans. This is the purpose of Riyas 2,500 years, man languished in theological chaos, in moral mayhem, worshipping grotesque gods and images, stars, planets, trees, seasons, oceans, and it was a dysfunctional world. It was a world of murder, a world of cannibalism, a world of voodoo and witchcraft. And finally, a nation was willing to be Mechavel Malchus Shemayim. And if you would, you, you could pretty much define Yiddishkeit or Jewish identity along a timeline that runs along three points. The first point of that timeline is Tesvav Nisan. The second point of that timeline is Chaf Aleph Nisan, Kriyas Yamsuf. The third part of that timeline is Vav Sivan, Kabbalah Satara. On Tesvav Nisan, we were born as a people. We, our genesis is a nation, national identity, coalesce, coalescing around our common destiny, which is now apparent. Slaves have no common destiny, no common fraternity, no common community. Now we're a people. We're liberated. We were born on this day. This is our day of independence and our day of birth. At Chaf Aleph Nisan, Am Yisrael's Mechabal Malchus And then five weeks, six weeks later, Am Yisrael's Mechabal Torah Mitzvahs. Now, of course, full Jewish identity contains all three. An allegiance to the people of Israel, to your nationhood, an acceptance of a Kodesh Baruch Hu's Malchus, and then finally, the willingness to translate that acceptance of a Kodesh Baruch Hu's authority into Torah Mitzvahs. So obviously a full yid encompasses all three. The events of Tesvav Nisan, the events of Chafal of Nisan, the events of Tesvav of Sivan. But so many Jews have fallen off of Vav Sivan. So many yidin have lost the trail of Har Sinai. But there's so many Jews who still stand at Chafal of Nisan, even though they don't express their Kabbalah's Malchus Shamayim in the classic, in the halachic way of Torah Mitzvos, that sense of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Shemayim is still very powerfully resonant within them. And you have a lot of those in Eretz Yisrael in particular, we call them Masorati Yidin, the falafel salesman who has a picture of the Baba Sali and the Baba Cherebi on his, on his pizza shop, and the taxi cab driver who can quote Tanakh better than at least I can. And there are Yidin who maybe have lost Vav Sivan, but still very much pivot their Jewish identity around Sadly enough, there are Yidin who have fallen even off of Chafal of Nisan, but they're still holding tight to Tesvav Nisan, a Jewish peoplehood. I belong to a special nation. We have a special message for humanity without necessarily embracing the authority of their Bodenstol and necessarily without translating Torah Mitzvahs. So when we say Hashem Yimloch Leolam this isn't some random serendipitous statement of Hashem's Malchus. This is a moment in history. This is a very deep layer of Jewish identity, and we have to validate and celebrate it, even if it's partial. Yiddishkeit is not all or nothing. We want it to be complete, we want it to be comprehensive, but there are layers. And this represents an extremely important layer of Jewish identity. Hashem yimloch liolem void. So that's the first category of the psukim. The second category of psukim, being that this is the day of Hashem's malchus, and a day which we want to coronate him, we return back to the last moment in history that his malchus was unquestioned and unchallenged. What was the last moment in human history that a Kodesh Baruch Hu's malchus was all pervasive and unchallenged? Well, it's a trick question. The answer is the first moment of human history before man's first disobedience. Before Adam sinned, 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Malchus, Briyas HaOlam, a minute before Chet Adam Arisha. Essentially, Briyas HaOlam before man. And we say this every day in Adon Olam, Adon Olam, Hashem Olach, Beterim Kol Yitzir Nivra. Hashem's Malchus was universal before any Yitzir was created. Azay Melech Shemo Nikra. So the next group of Sukkim are very nostalgic about the last time in history, 5,780 years ago, that the Malchus of HaKadosh Baruch Hu was in its unchallenged state that we hope to establish in our world and that Rosh Hashanah, as we'll speak in a few moments, is a day that people are being judged regardless, whether people want to or not. So this is the one day a year the Malchus Hashem extends involuntarily. Everyone's being decided. So this is the day Hashem's Malchus is felt regardless of human acceptance. So we return back to that last moment when the Malchus Hashem was felt, Azai Melech Shemonikra, and these are the Psukim in um, green. Hashem Malach Geos Lavesh, HaKadosh Baruch Hu was robed in beautiful glory, Lavesh Hashem Ozis Hazar, strength, Aftikon Tevel, Baltima. That's the Pasuk that clues us into my Sebrachis. Aftikon Tevel, Banishalom established the world, Baltima. It won't ever disintegrate. We don't believe in Armageddon, we don't believe in the Cataclysmic catastrophe, especially after the Shavu of Noach, this past week's after, that the world won't be destroyed, and he compounded that Shavu that Am Yisrael will never be annihilated. So the second set of Psukim, the Psukim in red, excuse me, the Psukim in green, return us back nostalgically to the beginning of time. The heavens opened up, the other Malachakavod, Mizamalachakavod. This is either my Sebracious. The Malbim understands this as all of Sefer Bracious, but this is an earlier stage in history before Chatayim, before insurrection, before disobedience. So the first set of Psukim, which only has one Pasuk, is Hashem's Malchus. Second set of Psukim is returning back to my Sebracious. The third set of Psukim is we're thinking and dreaming about the next time that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Malchus will be unquestioned, the next time in history that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Malchus will be indisputable, and that's Yimosa Mashiach, and those are the Psukim in blue. So we consider, when will Hashem's Malchus be accepted, not just in Rosh Hashanah, involuntarily, because people are being judged against their will, but freely and voluntarily? So, Kil Hashem HaMlucha Mashel Bagoyim, Ve'el Moshim, it's something we're all familiar with, Ve'el Moshim B'Hatziyan L'Shbaretz HaResa, Ve'el Moshim B'Hatziyan L'Shbaretz HaResa, Ve'el Moshim B'Hatziyan the famous Vart of the Gaon, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has, has Memshala, because he, he is authoritative, but he still hasn't been embraced, Melucha versus Memshala, Melucha Memshala L'chai Olamim, so these, these are the framework for Malchus. We established the first time Hashem's Malchus was expressed in this world, number one. Category number two, the green sukkim. We're nostalgic about the last moment in history that it wasn't just one community accepting his Malchus, but all B'nai Adam. And in Mirz Hashem, we dream of and by the way, that dream pretty much characterizes the intro. Each one of these sections has an intro. The intro, famous intro, the second old the famous introduction from the end of Elena, from the Alkin Nekapelach. Now, so much of the Psukim draw their energy from these very subtle but dramatic but important shifts in the tone. And here's a very important shift. Because on the one hand, Rosh Hashanah has a universal day, much more than Yom Kippur. And it's not just universal, it's cosmic. Rosh Hashanah is a time for Yisrachavos and for Gadlos, and, and it's not just B'nei Adam that a Yavrin L'Fanecha Kifnei Maram, but it's also Malachim Yechafezun, V'chil Rad and every part of the universe is Mishadesh with the Kavosh Baruch Hu's 
And every part of the world is literally mechanish b'chayom tamid. You go to sleep, Mirz Hashem, Friday night, and the world is being refreshed by the Rabbana Shalom on a yearly basis on the anniversary of Briyas Olam. So Rosh Hashanah is not a day for Yidin only. It's not a day for human beings only. It's not a day for animate objects only. It's a day for the entire Bria. In a way that Yom Kippur, which is a matana from HaKadosh Baruch Hu to Am Yisrael, is not. So there's a globalism and a universalism and it's cosmological nature to Rosh Hashanah. Hayom Aras Olam. Hayom Amid Bamishpat Ko Yitzri Olam. Everything is Yitzur of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But despite the breadth of it, and because there's only one nation that understands it, it's a special day for Am Yisrael. Because we know that it's Hashem's Malchus. And we're the only ones who are being Mamlech HaKadosh Baruch actively and consciously. And that dialect, which is really at the heart of one of the dialects, we'll talk about two or three dialects tonight, at the heart of Rosh Hashanah, is what lends Rosh Hashanah its energy. If you don't understand the universalism, then the national essence is, is shallow, is, is weak. You understand that this is a day of Kol Yitzri Alamin, of Malachim Yechafesim, and yet it's a day HaKadosh Baruch Hu taught us to blow the shofar, and his remembrance Chosavos, and we know the day, and we're Malach HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and I'll talk about this more in Zechronos, it's a very powerful day. Now the truth is, a Pasuk that captures this dichotomy is a very famous Pasuk, Tiko B'chadosh Shofar, Dehelem, Makesel Yom Chagenu, Kichok Lisalu Yaakov. The beginning of the Pasuk is very royal, very intimidating, Tiko B'chadosh Shofar Bakesa. It's a day of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Kisei HaKava, which is the Pasha, it's a Kesa can also mean a covering, but it certainly alludes to the Kesa. And then the end of the Pasha, Ki Chok Li Yisrael Hu, Mishpat L'Lukei Yaakov. This is a specific Yom Tov for the Yisrael, for L'Lukei Yaakov. Well, make up your mind. Is HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kesa, and is HaKadosh Baruch Hu the Melech Malchem Lachem Al-Kol HaBruin? Or is he Ki Chok Li Yisrael Hu, Mishpat L'Lukei Yaakov? And the answer is, because he's so broadly embraced and so broadly felt on this day, and yet Ashrei Ha'am Yodei we're the only people that understand their bonus on this day. That's what lends the day energy, and that's the shift you're about to see in the Psukim. The red Psukim shift the discussion from Hashem Yimloch Liolam Vayed Vayashem Melcha Kolaretz Aftikon Tevel Baltimo. And now it talks about that special Malchus that expresses itself in his relationship with his nation that he loves. Benemar. Kurdish Baruch who's with Emo. It's a powerful word. It's one word. Hashem loves us. He can't even find flaws with us. Is, of course, Bilam, uh, frothing at the mouth, jealous at what he sees. It's not a true of Alama Salionim. It's a trua. And here, of course, the word trua means kol shofar and friendship. It's a play on the words trua and reus. HaKadosh Baruch gives us a trua because he's our friend, and he's not our friend in, in, in the, uh, of course, chasfah, the disrespectful sense, but the reus and the ava, on the day of great ava. But he be sure melech. And of course, notice the word yeshurin is a nickname from Yisrael. There are a lot of nicknames from Yisrael. We'll talk about this a little bit later. Hashem loves us so deeply that there's a deformalization of the day. You think it's such a powerful and glorious and day of such gravitas that it has to be formal. And his Rabbonish, I'm calling us Yeshurun. I love you so much. Like the nicknames you give your wife, or the nicknames you give your child, the nicknames. That's a really important shift. And capturing the energy of that dichotomy is crucial to the godless of Rosh Hashanah. If you don't sense the sweep of Rosh Hashanah, then it turns into Pesach returns. If you sense the sweep and the cosmic nature and the breadth and the universalism, and yet Ashram Yodei Surah, it's a very empowering moment to be the nation that's holding the universe 
on its shoulders because we're the only human beings that understand it and not being involuntarily dragged into Malchus but embracing Hashem's Malchus. Now there's a Pasuk in Yeshaya which belongs to category number three, two and four, so that's why it really doesn't have a color. So we'll just mention it. It talks about HaKadosh Baruch Hu as the Bari HaOlam and the Goel HaAchron, as well as Am Yisrael. So that's, of course, a description that pertains to Am Yisrael. He's Goel Am Yisrael, Melech Yisrael Vigoelo. And the Pasuk shifts, it reverses, Ani Rishon, Ani Acharon, Baladai Eina Lukim, that's a much more universal Hashem's Rishon Achron and Mibalada Enelukim, not just for Amisos, Rishon Achron, the Gansabriya. So that's a Pasuk that almost bridges category two and three and category four. Two and three are the bookends of history. And this Pasuk in Yeshaya introduces both Melchisel Vagalo and Yushavarech. So to summarize before we get to the last Pasuk, the first category is Malchus Hashem without any qualifiers, when he was the Melech, who he was. It's just the first time that that. Four. It's a very short passage. You don't skip it because in the end of Aleinu, to catch yourself, you start saying Aleinu that it's like a nusach, and you just read it. It's a first passage of Malchus, and you're mamlech Hashem like they were mamlech. And I know myself. I think of all the Yidden that are mamlech Hashem in their hearts, but maybe aren't in shul or don't know how to say nusach atzila. So I have kavana that my hamlacha of the Rebbeinu should be myla their hamlacha. And that reflects their lifestyle. They're maybe not Mikhaim mitzvahs to the full, but they're Mamlech Hashem. Remember, I was a rav in a community about 20 years ago during one of the skirmishes in Aza, and it was when the uh, when there was a story going around. They asked me as a visiting rabbi, there's a story going around that soldiers were fighting in Aza, and they saw a woman, mysterious woman in a turban, come and tell them not to go into this house because it's booby trapped. They didn't go into the house, so she disappeared, and she reappeared a few minutes later. Don't go into this house. And finally, one soldier said, who are you, you mysterious turban-clad lady? And she said, my name is Rachel Imenu, and I'm here to protect the chayalim, to protect the soldiers. So they asked me this question as a rub, is this a true story? And someone who just wanted to, like, uh, provoke me. So I said, look, if you think the story is true because soldiers tell the story, you're naive, because everyone, even an atheist, is a half-believer in a foxhole. You know, in time of war, people tell stories. And you can't allow yourself to believe the story is true. You're a skeptic because we don't just live in the empirical world of visuals. We live in a metaphysical world and it's completely shayach, it's completely, rest, it's completely um, feasible that Rachel Imenu would join the battle. But to me, I'm not interested in factually whether she was or wasn't involved in the war. What's more important to me was perception. Is that these, this is the story our soldiers were telling. And this is not the story that Yeshiva Bachrim were telling. This was the story that regular soldiers were telling because had a sense this wasn't a local geopolitical skirmish but this was a battle for Jewish history, and it's completely natural that in this battle for Jewish history, Rachel Yemenu should be standing alongside of them. And I think about that story when I say Hashem Yimloch Liolamboy. Now, the last Pasuk, and it's a very strange, not a strange Pasuk, it's a well-known Pasuk, but the Pasuk doesn't fit, and that's what makes it even more powerful. Okay? It's a very subtle shift, but it's an important shift. What's the last Pasuk of, uh, of uh, Malchus? Of course, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. Now, as you know, the Gemara Rosh Hashanah has a machlokas between the Biosin and Behuda, whether this is actually a suitable Pasuk for Malchus. Because what word is missing? The word Melech. Behuda claims, how could you include this as a Pasuk of Malchus without the word Melech? Okay, so it's an interesting machlokas. Behuda has other Pasukim. But I want to ask the following question. It's hard because it's not in public. We're just talking to one another on Zoom. Does anyone have a Havamina? 
that if a Behuda himself would come into the doors of your shul this year, wherever you'll daven, that he himself would be that after the last 2,000 years of Jewish history, not only is this Pasuk a Pasuk of Malchus, it's the Pasuk of Malchus. How many Yidin were Mosa Nefesh, Al-Kiddush Hashem, being Mamed the Malchus of the Rabboni Shalom in the world that wanted to defeat HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in a world of incalculable odds, saying this Pasuk B'Nashim Achrona. If you ask me what Pasuk captures Malchus Hashem, this Pasuk, and Davka, because Hashem didn't write the word Melech, we were Mamlech, Rabboni Shalom. The mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem, Hashem has his Pesukim for Kiddush Hashem, B'Nik Dashti B'Soch B'Nei Yisrael and Amar. Or the Pasuk Drosh Yisrael B'Akiva, V'Aftas Hashem Elokecha B'Chol Levavcha B'Chol Nafshcha, Filo Notelus Nafshcha. When Yibikiva said that Pasuk Shema Yisrael, the first time that someone's Moshe Nevesh or Kiddush Hashem, it's not the Pasuk Hanani Mishal and Azariah said according to the Gemara Mishachim, they were quoting Halel. When Yibikiva said Shema Yisrael, he turned that into the anthem of Jewish martyrdom. And since then, millions of Yidin have been Mamlech HaKadosh Baruch Hu with their lives and their blood. And it's our Pasuk of Kiddush Hashem. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you have your Pasuk of Kiddush Hashem. We have our Pasuk of Kiddush Hashem. When I say Shema Yisrael, during davening, I, I, I literally get weak in my knees. Here I am sitting in my shul, in my yeshiva, in the air-conditioned room, saying Shema Yisrael. I think about the millions of Holocaust survivors, and I think about all the people who died on Kiddush Hashem, and Inquisition, and Crusades, and what right do I have to even say this Pasuk? And it's Dafka because the word Melch doesn't appear, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu wasn't writing a Pasuk for us to be Mamluch. We manufactured it. We, at the end, it's such an important yesod. that in the end of history, we have Zechuyos, and our davening, I'm seeing, I'm, I'm talking to a lot of Hasidim, a lot of people with Hasidic influence. This is such a message of Hasidus that we now have the right to daven to Kutshibrich in a way that we couldn't daven before because it's the end of history. And we have schuyos that our ancestors didn't have. And even though Niskadlu Hadaras in terms of Yediyah Satara, Niskadlu Hadaras in terms of Gevuras Yisrael and in terms of Avas Yisrael. That's why in the end of Shir Shirim, the entire tonality changes from bashfulness and achzalanu shualim shualim ketanim mechablim kramim uchameinu smanar into apesachinu kol migadim akadosh baruch hu you left us break a katan esavtich look who we gave look how we prepared for you you left us shets of kesef estadi panai mehem and we didn't lose faith that's the lashon of the levi sachniv arditchim to be tovah kudshe brichu so when I say shema yisrael again not in the way where levi yitzchak was tovah akadosh baruch hu to be tovah em ladin but the same sense of Davening for Am Yisrael. That's what Shema Yisrael every year. Erev Hashanah Yom Kippur. I go to visit Kivrei Avos. And I go to my Zaydi's Kever. And I go to my Rosh Hashiva's Kever. And I stop by the Kvaras of three people I never met, five people I never met. In the Sabara bombing, the nefarious Sabara bombing, there was a Dutch family, mother and father, and three out of five little children were killed in an instance, a Chorban in an instance. I never met them. But I heard the following story from a friend of mine whose daughter was caught in that bombing. She was spared, Baruch Hashem, but she told her father the following story. I'll shorten the story. But the little boy who ultimately passed away was lying on the pizza shop bleeding to death. And he turned to his father and said, Abba, I need your help. I'm bleeding to death. And the father said, my son, I can't help you. I'm in flames. But stretch your arm as far as you can. Hold my hand. And let's say Shema Yisrael together and go to Shema and Bikdusha Vitara. When I say Shema Yisrael, I don't want to be thinking of anything else but that family that I never met saying Shema Yisrael. 
and all the Kedoshim were Mosinebesh Akedosh Hashem to be Mamlech the Rabbani Shalom under conditions that are unthinkable. And that's our Pasik of Malchus. And it doesn't have the word Melech. That's a Kodesh Baruch who didn't, honestly, didn't intend it as a Pasik of Malchus, but Psukim are living organisms. They change. They change throughout Jewish history. So those are the Psukim of Malchus. Malchus, Briyasa Olam, Yemosa Mashiach, Suas Melech Bo, and Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. A lot to think about. A lot. It's so hard. It's not enough to keep a chauffeur. You need so much time to think and to Okay, let's segue over to Zichronos. Zichronos, the introduction, bears some Baruch HaTashem, Mekadish Yisrael, the Melchakos Mekadish Yisrael, right, where, where you put together, this is the Iker of the Days Malchus, which is why we're in Matzmir, we put together Mekadish Yisrael, the Amazikron, with Melech, because it's, there are three themes, but it's the most salient theme. Of course, Machlopas in the Gemara, but we Paskin, that you put together Mekadish Yisrael, the Amazikron, with Melchakolarts. If the introduction of Malchios is fairly familiar to us, and it doesn't add that much to the Psukim. The introduction of Zichronos sets a tone. The tone throughout Zichronos is very somber, very solemn, very intimidating, very worrisome. It's really it's a bracha and a tefillah. If you really read it carefully, you remember everything. I'm not happy when I say this plus. I'm transparent. I don't want you to see it to my heart. I'm not happy with what you're going to find. This is heavy. This is grave. This is solemn. It's crushing. And it's not just individuals who are being judged, but it's also nations. And I think, obviously, this year, who can say these psukim without imagining imagining a world in total quicksand? The world's in quicksand. There's no, there's no terra firma. There's no stable ground. I mean, these words are stripped right from the headlines. If you want, this is the Nisanatokif version. This is the version of Nisanatokif in, in Zechronos. This is Mamish Nisanatokif. And then you get to the point where after you talk about Hashem seeing everything and forgetting nothing, he sees everything, he doesn't see everything, at least he forgets, doesn't, know, doesn't forget much. But he sees everything, doesn't forget everything, and it's also collective, not just individual. So it's a really crushing moment. And I just say that when I say, woe is to me. Woe is to me, because all I've done has been and I look back, and I was a big, one big shechach. Remember, my Rebbe, Zechron of the Bracha of Amitel, was an incredible chazan, would cry and cry and cry when he, he started crying, we all start crying. Every time I, I hear his voice and I start crying. So where do we turn? We're cornered. Hashem sees everything. Okay, here's another shift. This is a very, very powerful shift. Extremely powerful shift. If it's indeed a day of Zechronos, if it's indeed Yom HaZikaron, if it's indeed you're going to look at our chatoyim, and you're going to look at our maisim. This is what we want you to remember. We have zichronos on our side. We have memories of Am Yisrael that we ask you to remember. 
we're not afraid of Yom HaZikaron because we have ammunition for Yom HaZikaron. And now we go through 10 moments in Jewish history, I'm not going to list all 10, that we ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu to remember for our benefit. That's the shift. We turn Yom HaZikaron in our favor. Yom HaZikaron starts out as a very dangerous cliff, as a very, very uh, a hazardous experience. But the Yodei Sruah know how to convert it into Kesel Yom Chagenu, into the Yom HaKedah. And here is the most important shift of Zechronos. Now, so let's see some of the Zechronos who want HaKadosh Baruch Hu to remember. First one, seems a bit strange unless you think about it a little bit, is Noach. Why are we citing Noach in the beginning of Zechronus? So there are two reasons. One is obvious, and I spoke about it before. One is less obvious. The obvious reason is because it's a day of us ever done. Not just of Yidin. And if we're really a Kodesh Baruch Hu's Amon Yifchar, Amsegula doesn't just carry privileges. Amsegula carries responsibilities. We have to daven for all of uh, humanity, especially this year. So HaKadosh Baruch has Rachmanus on all of his broom, all of his Yitzurim, including Noah. But in addition to mentioning Noah, there's someone else, or there's something else in this Pasuk. The Yes Kol HaChaya, the Yes Kol HaBehima Asher Ito Bateva. The matter says that after years of unsuccessful tefillos, Hannah, the mother of Shmuel, whose haftara and tefillah we read about in Rosh Hashanah, offers the following tefillah to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Look at the matter of Shmuel, in the beginning of Shmuel. She says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I may not deserve a child as Hannah, but don't treat me less than a cockroach, than a sheretz. Does a sheretz have children? Then I deserve also. I'm not asking you for any pretense and expectation and deservingness. I know I don't deserve it, but I'm part of nature. And Hashem says, ah, that's the tefillah I want. That's the tefillah I want. No pretense, no artifice, no aggrandizement. The basic primordial cry of a creature to your creator, of a child to a father. The sound of the shofar is the cry of an animal, the Gemara says in Yushami and Tainus. We divest ourselves of all embellished human convention, human enlightenment, human advance, human presumptuousness. We're crying. Why do you think Chazal compared the Shvarim Teruah, the Batiyabe Vem Sisra? That's what we have to think about in Rosh Hashanah, Aim Sisra. Sisra's mother. That's what should be flooding our minds in Rosh Hashanah. There's nothing more basic than the cry of a mother for her child. It's baked into nature. And we're trying to tap into the cry of a mother who realizes her child won't be returning from war. And we're going to war and we may not return. So we cry like Sisra's mother cried. That's the sound of a shofar, divesting, disrobing human pretense. We don't come. 
We just cry, we just scream. So he asked HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to the Chayos and the Behemos and the Teva have schos avos. The Chayos and the Behemos and the Teva have mitzvahs and Maisim Tovim. The Chayos and the Behemos were Yod Esrua. They're just Kfirim Shagim. We're Shagim, Shagim Oshana, Shagim, which is Shagim. And that's why we mentioned that first Pasa. Noah and the Chayos. Second Pasuk is, of course, the first time HaKadosh Baruch Hu applied Schosavos and Brisavos. In Mitzrayim, Vayishma Lukim is Na'akasam, Vayiskra Lukim is Briso, is Avraham, is Yitzchak, is Yaakov. There's always something powerful about the first. Who knew if the Brisavos would be Miskayim? HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as he says to Moshe, Beinu tell the Avos, those Mekayim are Bris, several times in Chazal. More of an obvious Pasuk. I don't have much to add. But unlike that Pasuk, third Pasuk is loaded with imagery. I'll just discuss two of them. So, passing the end of Bichukosai, Zacharthi is B.C. Yaakov, Evans B.C. Yitzchak, Evans B.C. Avram Eskar, Yaretz Eskar. First of all, Chazal Darshan, the fact that there's a word missing. When a Kurdish Baruch remembers B.C. Yaakov, he, the Pasuk says, Vizacharthi is B.C. Yaakov. When a Kurdish Baruch remembers B.C. Avram, Vizaf is B.C. Avram Eskar, Lashon of Zechira. When a Kurdish Baruch remembers the Aretz, Varetz Eskar. Where is Vizachira? For Yitzchak, Rav is Brisi Yitzchak. Where's the Zechira? Zacharti is Brisi Yaakov. Be'af is Brisi Yitzchak. Be'af is Brisi Avram Eskar. Be'ar it's Eskar. There's a word missing. It should be Be'af is Brisi Yitzchak Eskar. So Chazal Darshan, the Kivayachal. When the Rebbeinu Shlomi remembers Avram and Yaakov, he has to Kivayachal scratch his head and say, "Let me jog my memory." Kivayachal in our terms. Who was Avram and who was Yaakov and what were their accomplishments? But when it comes to Yitzchak, Afro Tzavar al Gavim is Since Yitzchak was willing to be Nishchat at the Akeda, his ashes are heaped on the Mizbeach, and Akadish Baruchu looks down from Kisei Akavon and Hadam Raglav and Har Maria and says, Afro Shal Yitzchak, Afro Shal Yitzchak. He doesn't need a Zechira. Again, in our terms, he doesn't have to remember things. Some things you have to remember in life. Some things are so palpable and compelling. Tefillos have to change. We can't dive in like we dive in 300 years ago. It's now 2020. It's now Tavshin Bay. And I find myself asking, if the ashes of one person who is virtually, virtually sacrificed in Mizbech can cause you and compel you to answer our Tefillos, one person who has never shechted, whose virtual ashes on the Mizbech, what about 6 million people whose ashes literally are strewn across the fields of Europe, and the ground won't accept them because it made that mistake already. There are zechuyos that we have as a people that we have collected over 2,000 years, that we, after the Holocaust, I don't care if you want to kill me. I still would. I don't care if the world stands against me and my country and calls me racist and calls me apartheid and calls me... I don't care. We're going to build. We're going to build your land. We're going to build your people. I both say, Tfilos change, Sukkim change, and Am Yisrael changes. I feel like so many of them just looking at the names people have. There's not something I have to teach. This is in your Kishkis. This is this Chesidus. This is the Schus of Am Yisrael, the love of, 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 a, of, a, of a centuries and centuries of a and love. And, it has to come forward in our tefillahs in Rosh Hashanah because it's the day of a Melech Masada and it's the day of Ava and Shuras Melech. 
as we'll see soon, it's a dead shear shearing. The second part of this Pasuk, which is fascinating, this takes us back to Hashem Yimloch Liolam Bud. The end of the Pasuk talks about people that don't have Bris Avram, Bris Yitzchak, and Bris Yaakov. Again, keep in mind, just because there's so much in this Pasuk, the famous Gemara and Shabbos and Tosas, the Gemara and Shabbos, Nun Hei says, Nun Alf says, Tamus Chosavos, I think it's Nun Hei Nun Alf, I don't have a Gemara in front of me, Tamus Chosavos, after 2,000 Daros, or 2,000 years, it's not clear. Tosas asked Akash, if Tamus Chosavos were clearly after the 2,000 years that Shmuel spoke about, how do we daven for Chosavos today? So the two answers in Tosas, but Rabbi Natam's answer is that there's a chilek between Chosavos and Brisavos. The Chosim can, can expire, but a Bris never expires, Brisiolam. So this Pasuk is not about Tzchusav, it's about Brisavos. What about people for whom Brisavos, Yitzchak, and Yaakov is no longer relevant because they've opted out of so much of that Brisavos and Yaakov? Their lifestyles are no longer Minikavosam Biyadem. They may not have the right to ask Rabboni Shalom on Rosh Hashanah, B'Zacharit is B'Zi Yaakov, Ebus B'Zi Yitzchak, Ebus B'Zi Avram Eskar. Ba'al Kodesh Baruch Hu Zipikach. He created a Bris and a latch for Yidin who would lose interest in our Sinai, lose interest in mitzvahs, lose interest in the story of our Avos. But there's something magical about this land, I can't explain it to you, that captures the heart of Yudin across the world. And that's Varad's Eskor. Baruch Hashem, everyone here, and all of our Mispalim are part of the Brisabim, Brisyitzchak, Brisyakov, part of the Aretz. But that's why we're so happy our Kodesh Baruch has returned us to our land. You can have ideological arguments from today until, I don't know, next year, Rosh Hashanah. It is Yimotsa Mashiach, not Yimotsa Mashiach. Those are too highfalutin for, I, I don't, one thing I know, I know there are millions and millions of Yidin today who are engaged in Jewish destiny and live in this country or don't live in this country whose primary latch to Yiddishkeit is Aretz Eskor. And that's the Chachmav HaKadosh Baruch because Hashem planted within the Jewish heart the ability to respond to land, peoplehood, and history, even independent of ritual and Torah. The first person to move to Eretz Yisrael was an Oved Avodah You look in the end of Noach, Tarach makes a move. So there's something secret about this land that draws him ineluctably. He doesn't believe in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He's not just a user, he's a pusher in our terminology. He sells idols. And he's moving there. Why is he moving there as Israel? What does he see in this land? He wants based on Mikdash, he wants Karbaras, he wants Trumas and Isis. What, what is he interested in? What does he want in the land? Mashrabin, he wants in the Chayvim Mitzvahs. There's something about this land Hashem programmed, and it's coming to life. I've got Baruch's code. His programs are coming to life before our very eyes. Yidin, millions of Yidin, for whom all their hopes and all their prayers and all their, and it's so many different nishos and versions, and we find them very offensive, but Baruch Hashem, what would you rather? They not live in Eretz Yisrael? Chas v'shalom? They live scattered in Golis? Chas v'shalom? Tamri ben Uos? Chas v'shalom? These are Bon Shalom's Chachm coming to the fore. Remember, this Pasuk is in Bichol Kosai. It can't be said before Bichol Kosai, because Bichol Kosai corresponds to the first Tochacha. This Pasuk is only active after Am Yisrael has been in Eretz Yisrael already. There's no Eretz Eskar before Am Yisrael was in Eretz Yisrael. It can only be for the Daras that lived in Eretz Yisrael and we accrued Tzchus Eretz. So think about how Baruch Hashem we're seeing this Pasuk. What did our ancestors think when they read this Pasuk? What was Eretz Eskar? What did it mean? We see this Pasuk means so much more. It's Mamish in front of our eyes. It's Mamish Gila Nistaras in front of our eyes. 
Haaretz Eskar. Anyway, just to be brief, to move on, the next Pasuk speaks about Zechor Asal Niflosav, Pesukim from Tehillim, Chanan Verachom Hashem. We thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu that Yom Tovim for us in days of Nisim are not just ancient, yellow, worn memories, but we live Pesach and we live Shavuos and we live Zechor Asal Niflosav, Chanan Verachom Hashem. HaKadosh Baruch Hu made us historically sensitive and historically conscious. They say some story about Napoleon. I'm sure there are people there that know the exact story. You saw the Yidin crying on Tisha B'Av or celebrating on Pesach, whatever it was. And he said, a nation that has that historical memory thousands of years ago, ah, this is, that's where he wanted to choose to be. <laughs> but he was very, very envious of Jewish identity when he saw Zechor HaSalim Who has memory that's so long? Who says, that's who we are. We live a historical continuum. We're not stuck in the present, we're not stuck in a temporary world. We live as part of history. We have historical sweep, historical breadth. And Yom Tovim are these pivot points, these rivets. Zechra Aslan Niflosov, Chanan Verachom Hashem, Teref Nasan Lirev, Yiskoli Alam, Zachli Alam Chazdo. Fairly similar. I'm not going to discuss the difference. Just five and six have a lot of bris. So just keep in mind there's a stress on the bris. Yiskoli Alam Brisa, Yiskoli Brisa. And now is another really important shift. Let me describe the shift to you in a parable. Until now, a mashal, until now, we were sitting with Rabbi Shalalem, and we were discussing our fate. And it was like we're sitting in a boardroom, and Rabbi Shalom is on his side of the board table with his lawyers, Satan and Makatragim and then Zakim, and we're sitting on our side of the table, and we're negotiating. Kadesh Baruch, we want a year of Chaim and Bracha and Shalom and Parnas and Refua and Am Yisrael. And Hashem says, well, did you think about this? Did you think about this chait and that chait? We say, well, here, let, take, take this file, Kodesh Baruch here, here, here's a dasya, here's a schosavos, here's a brisavos, think about Noah, think about Avram, think about the schos, think about... And then at a certain point, imagine, imagine, you're, then at a certain point, we turn to Kodesh Baruch, we say, Kodesh Baruch, how did we come to this? Forget schos, forget lawyers, forget legal, forget, we're children, we're a child. Imagine sitting with your child across a boardroom with you with lawyers. Well, you deserve this, or Chas Hashem, you have to sitting in a divorce. And what happened to our love? What happened to the Chiba Yisera? How did we get to the stage where we're such animosity and we're sitting across the table from one another, trying to convince each other and litigate against one another? And at this point, we say, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, forget Chosavos, forget Brisavos. We're your child. Love us like your child. Forget schosavos. It's something deeper and more visceral than schosavos. Haben, yakir Ephraim. Yelet shashuim. Well, your plaything. Everyone has a yelet shashuim, a little brother they like to toss around and give a knipple, and a little child like to pinch and pull. Yelet shashuim. You love us so much, you're having calls by our first name. You lo- I have a son I love so much, I have seven nicknames for him. Yakir. Ephraim, Yeshurun, Ben Yakir. Ava, Ava, deeper than Schosavos, deeper than Brisavos. But Ava, Kodesh Baruch Hu, you know, not just your son, but your wife. Zcharitila, Chesed Nerayach, Ava's Klosayach, Lechtech, Acharai, Bamitbar, Vieretz, Lazrua. It says in Sanatran, the Dora Midbar lost the Chedek and Alam Hava. And we said, No, you can't, you can't. The Gvura, the Amuna, the Ava, Mashchenia Charecha Narutza. 
it's such an important shift. It's turning Rosh Hashanah into Pesach. It's turning Rosh Hashanah into Shir Hashirim. It's a fundamentally different tone than the previous Sukkot. The previous Sukkot is very legal. This person, this chus, this merit, this merit. Okay, stop all, stop, stop, stop all this maneuvering. It's not the way parent, it's not the way you treat a child. It's not the way you treat your wife. There's something deeper. Love us as your child. Love us as your wife. Arach Hashem. We go back to the child Yitzchak Avinu. And those are the Pesukim of Zichronos. And we have successfully shifted from and okay, I'm happy that it's a day of Zikaron. Because if it weren't a day of Zikaron, maybe you forget Schosavos, and maybe you forget Brisavos, and maybe you forget the Akedah, and maybe you won't remember much you loved us. So remember all this. And that's the shift. There were so many shifts. Universalism, parochialism, um, humans crying, animals screaming. It's so many shifts on this incredibly deep day. Anyway, I know my time is up, so just very, very quickly run through the Pesukim of Shofaros and highlight two or three quick themes, because there's one other shift that's absolutely crucial. Just like with Malchios, Shofaros have two bookends, but here the bookends are much more elaborate. There are three Pesukim that serve as one bookend, and three Pesukim that serve as another bookend. And the commonality between them is that the sound of the Shofar is a simon for Gil when you're the sound of a shofar, HaKadosh Baruch Hu comes. V'chatzos is v'chol shofar. Ha'rilafei HaMelech Hashem. Obviously, Chazal interpreted that Pasuk in Rosh Hashanah for the style of Tkiyas HaShofar in the base of Mikdash, but Pasuk Shad, Kol Shofar, Ha'rilafei HaShem, HaShem is coming. Now, when was the first time that the Kol HaShofar signaled the arrival of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Of course, Harsina. Which is why the entire introduction for Shofaros is all about Harsina. If, if you don't, now, careful, why, why are we talking about Shavuos? He would sing this introduction in the Nigan of Akdamas. It was really beautiful. You capture the tone of the Yantam. And the Mitzvah Shem Leal said, Lava, the call of Shofar, Shofar God, Yitaka, Halakasaras Teman, or Bob the Meretz Ashrub, and Yidoka Meretz Mitzvahim, three and three. It's Mamish three and three. So Shofar is a dominant. Here are the first three, Bibi Amashlish, Yasa Badal from Yisro. Here are the last three. All the Shofar, Shofar God, Leal said, Lava. You close your eyes and you think about one day being Zochet to hear the Shofar God, and Bob the Meretz Ashrub, and Yidoka Meretz Mitzvahim, and Rishtacha Velashem Barakodesh Bishalai. That's the core. I'll just relate to two second One I'm not going to talk about, but just it shouldn't skip anyone's imagination. I'm sure we all know, but of course, one of the central psukim from uh, Memzayin and Tehillim, which we recite seven times, we'll talk about that paragraph in a moment. Number four, because Al-Barsh in the Pasuk starts with Midas Adin, ends with Midas Arachamim, the Korach HaShofer, the Mahapich Midas Adin, Midas Arachamim, the very, very important Yisod of Rosh Hashanah, Hashem is Olam, Mikisei Adin, is Yoshev, Akisei Rachamim, and this passage captures the transition from Elohim Tashem. What I want to talk about is the middle, number seven. This, of course, is a passage of seven Hallels. Uh, excuse me, ten Hallels, which is why we have ten Sukkim, Malchus, Zechonis, and Shabbos. Shabbos has a lot of days. But it adds a real important dimension. 
And in some ways, it's the exact antithesis of what I said before. I said before, the shofar is the cry of an animal, and it's the kol chaya, and there's a lot of tosis in, very famous tosis in, on the chafav in Rosh Hashanah, that there's no din of ein kategor, nasa sanegor, by a sh- um, uh, it's, oh no, that's uh, something else, I'm sorry. But there are a lot of Yishonim that suggest, Rafuna, Rafuna on Daf, there's a Chavchesim at base, you need Derech Avaraso, it's where you can't manufacture the shofar because you have to blow it as if you're the Chaya. You have to blow it the same way as taken off of the Chaya. A lot of halachos that reflect the fact they're trying to recreate the sound of the Chaya. Nothing more manufactured and developed. But the Ramban is a different Yisrael. The Ramban says the word shofar comes from the word Meshaper. That you're taking a horn and you're improving it and it's nice. Very, very, very long Ramban. Very lamnisha Ramban and why par is possible. He says a par is an etzen. It's not a shofar. A shofar is like a horn. And basically it's the exact opposite. Instead of trying to use the shofar as the bestial, reduced, primitive sound of an animal because we have no footing and we have no zechios, this is the day of Hashem's malchus. We are his avadim. We understand his malchus. What a day of simcha. What a day of godless. We want to sing in front of our Kodesh Baruch Hu with our best, not our worst. Zamru elukim zameru. Mem Zion. Zamru lemalkeinu zameru. Kimelech kol haaretz elukim. Zamru maskiyah. We're the maskiyah. We understand. There's miros. There's simcha. Because we have bitachon and HaKadosh Baruch Hu's love for us. But more than, we're not, it's not a day of egotistical simcha, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will be mezakiyah, not chasid. It's that we're more in Hashem's malchus and we are on our own. Sefer Chaim HaMesim. It's there HaKadosh Baruch Hu's malchus. How can we not dress in our finest clothing? How can we not eat the nicest meat? How can we not have simcha? As the Gemara Nerechim says, that there's simcha, but you shouldn't say halal, because sifrei chayim meisim p'suchim yatem. It doesn't mean there's no simcha. Lashen Rambam, ain't a simcha yisera. Definitely they have simcha. Maybe it's not expressed with the gaiety and the emotionalism of other days of simcha. And that's all captured by this parak. Halaluka, halu b'tzil tzilei shama. It's a day of halal. It's not a halal of psukim, but it's a halal of the halal of Zamrulakim Zameru. And that's one of the core dialects of the day. Three core dialects. Number one, universalism and nationalism. Number two is the day of Zechronos and fear, but it's the day of Zechronos Tovos and Drisava that we ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu to focus on. And number three, is it a day of Simcha or Solemnity? The answer is both. Because the Simcha is deeper than the Simcha that focuses on a particular moment in time based on historical recollection. You have to get to the Simcha through the depth of the day to go through the solemnity and understand the gravitas and feel the stakes and understand the enormity. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Melech al-Kol Haaretz, was Mekadesh Yisrael by giving Yom HaZikor. And that's the true Simcha. And you can't, you can't turn it. Saying Halal would turn to Purim and turn to Pesach. It's deeper than that. So Lamaisa, there's a Machlokis HaPoskim, can you fast on Rosh Hashanah? Can you... In to- can you lend this tone or that tone? And do you say, it's a mishonim? Do you say, that's a machlagis, do you say, v'tit'in lanu chag, chag hazikaron, 
is the, you say, certain Lashonos, Samchino Mivinyano, there's certain Lashonos of Simcha. And as a Machlok, it says, you know, the Gemara might cotton, whether you're Misabel or Mavsik Avel, it's not Mavsik. Because in the world of Halacha, you have to make a choice. If it's Mavsik Avelis, it's Nish Mavsik Avelis. Either you say it's Lasha, you don't say it's Lasha. But when we're not, when we're dealing with that Kesha the Kaddish Baruch we're freed from the binary nature of Halacha. What is binary? You only do one. When we interface with the Vanishalom, it's multi-layered. So we can find new ways to spin ideas which would otherwise seem paradoxical, but when we try to relate to Rabbi Shalom, they can be synthesized because the interface is an interface between unequal beings. So it has to be defined by paradox. When I relate to human beings, Basavadam, I relate in on univariable experiences. But like Takarish Baruchu, I have to bring multi, I have to bring Ava and Europe. I have to bring both. I have to bring to this day. If I, I'm only feeling simcha, it's it's a hollow day. I'm only feeling solemnity, then it's an insult to Rabbanishalom. I don't realize what I've been given. And this Pasuk restores the balance. Zamru Lakim Zameiru Tehillim Memzayin. Haluka, Haluka, Sel Shama, Lubitzleisura, Lubitzleisura, Kalan Shama, Talika, Haluka. And then we conclude, of course, we ask the Kodesh Baruch Hu to hear the Kol Shofar and to take our Shofar with the Tfilas, Mazen Tru of Engdomalach, Baruchat Hashem, Shemek Kol Tras Amon Yisrael Barachat. So the Pesachim help us. It's inconceivable to me the Baruch Shofar without Pesachim. As hard as Shofar is, it'd be even harder without texts and without words to rivet my thoughts upon. My thoughts would be too unanchored, would be too soaring. I get lost in my own thoughts. I think about the Pesachim, and I think about how Kodesh Baruch wants to see the Pesachim. And these are the 30 Pesachim that Bryce, a missive Kosher. Again, my sincere apologies for muffing the time. I apologize. Kodesh Baruch should be Shofar's Chesed. Nam Yisrael, and all Basar Vadam, and during the times that we think about Malchus Hashem, it's hard and it's painful that his Malchus isn't more understood in this world. It's been a bad year from our standpoint for Malchus Hashem, because so many people have a hard time finding out Kodesh Baruch in this world, the world of death and the world of suffering. Mamidim don't have a hard time. We feel like Kodesh Baruch presence. But as Avdei Hashem, we're concerned with the entire world, especially on this day. Very sad that Malchus Hashem is in recession. It seems hard to know. Kodesh Baruch is Yeshua's Geherifayin. I certainly think that if we ask most people, where's Hashem in our world, they'd have a harder time explaining it to you. So hopefully our davening, when we store Malchus Hashem, we pray for the Shechina, we pray for ourselves to be able to help the Shechina. We hope that somehow this event feels historical. Hopefully it's historical in a way that will continue the arc of historical redemption. We all feel we're a part of in this story. We don't know how, but we know that HaKadosh Baruch was involved in some larger algorithm that we have the schuss to be part of. And hopefully somehow this will contribute to all the Pesukim Vayashem, the Melech Al-Kol Haaretz, the Emory Hashem, the Chadosh Melchada. We should all exceed v'chsim and that's Shem, we should be united in person once again very soon with Herabi Amenu.